I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, broadcasting to you from my guest bedroom as I continue to exercise good social distancing, which I invite you to do the same, especially with all of these uh, new numbers and these new attitudes and, of course, this memo, which I've been sharing with you details from throughout the morning by Dr. Dunn. Uh, We've got a ways to go here still in our fight. Uh, Let's do our part. Anyway. This segment, we are going to focus on a debate which is taking place in Washington and most certainly spilling over into your living rooms as you uh, debate with your own family and maybe as you're on social media back and forth with your auntie or uncle who feels this way while you feel that way. And to help us understand exactly what's happening is Utah Representative Chris Stewart joining me on the line now. Uh, Congressman, sir, how are you? It's great to be with you, and you won't remember this, but the last few times I've been on your show, I was a few minutes late, so I was so nervous today. It's like, I've got to be there, got to be there. There that's, I am, right on time, Lee. Nailed it. Punctuality is the, that's, <laughs> the, that's the key word for the Lonsbury program this week. Uh, thank you for, for making it here with us. What the heck's going on in Washington regarding police reform right now? Yeah, I think there is really a generational moment, uh, probably since the 60s, we have an opportunity to update our, uh, our police tactics and some of the procedures which we should do. Uh, for example, barring these chokeholds, there's a real push for that. And uh, I mean, I could go down the list, and I will. Uh, but, but I'll just say that, you know, generally there is a, there's a real feeling that we can, we can do better policing than we've done and that we should do better policing than we've done. And uh, when you watch some of these videos, and it wasn't just with Mr. Floyd but others, you know, it's enraging. And we should respond to that. Uh, but on the other hand, too, we just can't with a you know, sweep of our arms say all police are bad. Let's defund the police, for heaven's sakes. I can't imagine a worse idea and, uh, and something that is absolutely guaranteed to make the problem much, much worse. We're already seeing evidence of that, as you've seen in New York City, the murder rate's up 400 percent and some of these other statistics. So, I mean, in Congress, generally, there's an acceptance that we need to do something, that we should do something. I think it's a little bit bridled by the fact that, and this is the way it should be, by the way, police policies and, and police uh, programs should be locally funded. They should be locally directed. And, uh, and that's always the way it should be. We shouldn't have a national police force. I would never support that. But there are some things in Congress that we can do to incentivize uh, some of these events, and I think we should. There are two versions or two pieces of legislation uh, being passed back and forth and debated in Washington. There is the uh, Democrat-introduced legislation uh, in the House, and then uh, Senator Tim Scott has introduced in the Senate uh, a GOP version. The Democrats are saying that these two bills are so far apart that we uh, will make zero progress. Uh, and yet Tim Scott, uh, the, the, the sponsor of the Senate version, says, um, actually, we're pretty close. In fact, last week, I remember he said uh, that we were 90 percent there, that there is not much dissimilar. Uh, and in, in today he is making comments along the lines of we're deflecting by talking about the things which are dissimilar, uh, specifically reporting qu- requirements. We are very close. Is it true that these two bills are relatively close? Well, I, I think they're closer than sometimes some people think. Uh, and 
there are there's a core of agreement, which I think is what we'll sort of we'll essentially get to. And if Tim Scott's bill, who's he's a good friend of mine and someone that I really respect, uh, if his bill gets a bipartisan vote in the Senate, it's going to be hard for my Democratic colleagues in the House to just completely discount it and refuse to even look at it. And and again, there is bipartisan support for some of these reforms. There's bipartisan support for providing incentives and uh, some in some cases financing for additional police training in de-escalation. Uh, and I think there's some bipartisan support continuing again, the list of, uh, for example, demilitarizing some of our police forces. Uh, you know, that's something that I've actually been active in since, since I came to Congress, the reality that there's no reason for the Department of Education or the Bureau of Land Management to have a SWAT team, you know, people with armor and with, uh, with semi-automatic weapons and to be acting like they're in Afghanistan when they're not. So, again, you look at some of these things, and I think, uh, I think we're going to find room for agreement. We should. But, Lee, the problem is, and, the, and my Democratic colleagues did the same thing with this last CARES Act, this last round of, of stimulus or rescue package. They didn't talk to a single Republican. They completely discounted any Republican views or Republican ideas. They wrote it entirely by themselves. And then they wonder why we're not moving it when we had no input to it. And I'm, and I'm thinking that, you know, again, with, the, with Senator Scott's bill, that gives us kind of a framework that some of our Democrats our colleagues in the House will, will agree to work from. Senator Blunt of Missouri has said, we've gotten so bogged down in wanting to make political points that no one wants to make a law. Are, are you observing that reality? Well, let me give you an example of that, if I could. And this frustrates the life out of me, but it's true. Uh, as you know, Lee, we've talked about it on your program a number of times, even before. Uh, this, this 988 number, the... Yes. the uh, the effort we've had to create this national uh, suicide prevention number, it, this is bipartisan. It, is, it, is, it will literally, and I use that word, I want to use this phrase carefully, but it's true. It literally will save lives, potentially thousands of lives. And yet the thing that's bogging that down are Democrats in the House who don't want to pass it now, the final, final element to pass this, because Cory Gardner, a Republican senator from Colorado, has been our co-sponsor in the Senate. And they've been pretty open, saying, yeah, we just don't want to give him a win. We don't want to help his, his reelect, and we feel like if we pass this bill now, it's going to help his reelection. I think that's absurd. I think it's absolutely insane that you would hold a bill that has the potential to save American lives, people who are the most distressed among us, and to say, well, we're just going to hold it off because we don't want to give the opposition and he wins on this during election year. And I think that's exactly what you were talking about. And again, I think it's absurd. For heaven's sake, do the right thing, and the American people will reward you regardless of what party you're from. I, I had no idea that there were legislative hurdles still in place in front of uh, your 998 effort. That's, that's, uh, I had no idea. Let's you and I connect again. I want to learn more about that. Uh, what I did read this morning on that front was that the FCC is scheduled to soon take a vote on that. That's expected to go well. What's happening on the FCC side? Well, again, the FCC has always been supportive of this. We've worked with them for three years now. The only question was, what would the number be? You mm -hmm. know, whether it's 611 or, you know, other suggestions. And they settled on 988. We support that. The FCC is kind of the implementers of the policy. They're the people that we turn to and say, okay, here's the legislation, now will you implement it? So they do have some say, and they do have, again, a final authorization, which we expect this week. But we have to get this final passage out of the House, and, and uh, you know, that's it. After three years, that's it. But the, the sitting in committee, 
and they're telling us, you know, we're probably not going to take that to after the election. Well, that's nuts. I can't. I can't believe that. I had no idea. We're, we're going to spend some more time on that. We, whatever we can do uh, from this position with this little radio program, uh, you can consider us an ally on that front. Uh, you said it earlier that this bill and that this effort quite literally will save lives. I believe that, and I want to do what I can here to to help move that along. Uh, whatever I can do for my thank humble you. little position, yeah, Congressman. Course, thank, uh, you. thank you for your time. Thank you for explaining these things. Thank you for your work on the 988 bill, and also uh, keeping us informed on the goings on in Washington. Stay safe. All right. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure and honor. Thank you. My pleasure. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, what do you think about another stimulus check? Yeah, those $1,200 were pretty nice, huh? Would you like more? Eh, more might be coming. I'll give you the details on that next. On Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.